Welcome to Dance to Heal. I'm your host, Jenny C. Cohen. Join me as I share stories of how dance and movement can bring healing in a way that is safe and tailored to your life. I'm a cancer survivor, mother of two, and an award-winning performer who found that movement was vital to my recovery. I created Dance to Heal Wellness and also authored the best-selling book, Outside in Recovery, Dancing My Way Back to Myself After Breast Cancer. I will bring new techniques to help you on your dance journey and healing path. Are you ready to move? Dance to Heal starts now. So, it's October, and it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's a bittersweet month for me. Um, I am six years cancer-free, and I also, at the same time I celebrate my survival, I stand in memory of my sisters who didn't make it. So I'm a little emotional today because, yeah, there's happiness and also there is longing in my survivorship. Um, I wanted to speak about how much healing really was facilitated by my movement during my treatment today. It was, I think it was the tipping point. At one point during my chemotherapy, Certain things were happening behind the scenes that were devastating to me. It really broke my heart. Um, And the one thing that actually got me to continue wanting to live and finish my treatment was not only my family, but it was the movement that I continued to engage in. I was still doing events where I couldn't necessarily participate in everything, but just to be in that space and in sitting there and witnessing the movement and the life around me, it really made the difference. And uh, being in those spaces really helped me see, see the possible future with me still in it. So I'm, I'm being very transparent right now because in a lot of my social medias, if you go to Facebook on Jenny's transformation, it gives you a, a glossed over perspective of my treatment, especially my 16 my 16 bouts of, of chemotherapy. And you'll see over time, I become less exuberant in my posts because behind the scenes, it, it was incredibly hard. It's not just the physical breakdown of the chemotherapy. Cause you know, let's remember when you get chemotherapy, it doesn't just target the cancer cells, right? It, it primarily does this takeover attack on your entire body, hoping to excavate out and seek out the tiny little cancer cells that are are microscopic and unable to be traced in hopes of obliterating it so that you can then continue to go on with your life. Yeah. Unfortunately, what happens is um, it does attack your brain and organs and other fast growing systems. So, you know, I lost hair. I got very pale. I lost my my taste of smell and um, it got very difficult to eat. And, And you start to float away a little bit. My first guest, Catrice, spoke about that. You, you almost started feeling like I felt like I was on two different planes, you know, like here sometimes and then most of the time it's floating above here somehow. So I wanted to just be a little bit honest with you about how hard it is for those of us who go through this treatment, any type of cancer, honestly. It's surreal to have to sit there without running and screaming, right? A flight response, right? And let someone inject this poison into your body. But I wanted to live. I wanted to be around for my very young children 
and my husband, who I adore, they're the centers of my universe. And, and there were some wonderful, by the way, they're wonderful alternative medicines. But at that time, back in 2014, the ones that I could find required me to completely center only on myself to heal. And like I said, the way my clock ticks and the way my system works, I need an outside focus. And my focus was my family, my husband and my two children. And for them is why I wanted to stay on this plane. Yes. So I couldn't necessarily isolate myself on this beautiful, this beautiful resource. In retrospect, I guess I should have done that. It was a vacation of 18 months that some of them were requiring. The coffee enemas, I wasn't really into. So <laughs> we could just say maybe that was the tipping point, not necessarily my family. I, well, it was my family. Yeah. So talking about this is not to bring you down. It's just to, to make everyone aware and level the playing ground in terms of awareness. Because right now we're in a time, right? We're in a time where there's quite a lot of suffering. I want to let you in on a little secret. Behind the scenes of my family, we have many, many, many accounts of just stressful events. We joke about having uh, a whole entire show about our adventures, the, the trauma, but our adventures, we call them, yeah, euphemism. And it was a badge of honor that no one could see on our surface what was happening behind the scenes. And with the onset of COVID, it felt like the entire world was on the same boat as us. And now we bemoan the fact. We don't want you to understand how hard it is. And now everyone's suffering and it just breaks my heart. And I wanted to start something like this podcast to acknowledge that in spite of the suffering, we can still find moments to center ourselves and be present and I invite you to tune in right now to the five senses by inhaling through the nose, focusing the last thing that you tasted on your tongue. Again, my Earl Grey tea, hearing my voice, feeling where your feet and if you're sit seated, sitting on your clothing on your body. And lastly, anything you want to focus your vision on, tune into those five senses again, please. Inhale through the nose. One, two. Three, four. Exhale through the nose. Four, three, two, one. Inhale. One, two, four. Exhale. Four, three, two, one. Keep focusing on those five senses and remind yourself that you are safe. You're here with me. I am safe. I survived. You will be okay. Inhale. One, Two, three, four. Exhale, four, three, two, one. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, four, three, two, one. Take and play the video. Please get comfortable, either standing or sitting. We're going to do a series of Quick inhalations and exhalations through your nostrils. The action will be primarily coming from your abdomen. You're going to inhale in three, two, one, and exhale, 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 exhale,
8765431. Breathe normally. Roll out your shoulders. Let's go again. Inhale. Three, two, one, and exhale. Exhale, 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 exhale. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and breathe normally. In seated or in standing position, engage your core, elongate the back of your neck. In standing, you're going to soften your knees. Hands will come up to sternum level. Elbows a little bit higher, shoulders a little bit higher than your elbows. Keep breathing in the nose and out the mouth. Hold the stance. A couple more breaths in the nose and out the mouth. In the nose and out the mouth. Eyes gaze is slightly in front of you, unfocused. Now you're going to keep holding that body position the same way. Hands will turn towards each other and you're going to hold a ball of energy and it's going to expand as you inhale and as you exhale it's going to come back into itself inhale expand the ball of energy you're going to feel a warmth between your palms and exhale the ball is going to come in inhale and exhale Inhale and exhale. Now your palms are going to turn downward and bring them down towards your thighs. Soften your knees even more. Inhale, raise your hands up. Extend your knees a little bit. Exhale, hands flow back down. Soften your knees, flow down. Inhale and exhale. Soften the knees. Inhale. Extend, straighten up, and exhale. Keep feeling the back of your neck elongating. Inhale, and exhale. Swing your arms down and back up, feet together. Hands come back to your abdomen and center. Soften your knees. Bring your right hand and start swinging in front of you, bending the elbows and be like a windshield wiper out. And as it swings down, your left hand's going to swing up in a circular motion. Circular motion. Breathe in the nose and out the mouth. Now with the same foot and same arm, you're going to step out. And then other foot will step in as the other arm swings out. Breathe in. And breathe out. Step out, swing arm. You can angle your body if you like, and then step in together, swing the other side. One more time, out. And in, swing your arms out, and come back into center. I feel better. Do you feel better? Yeah. All right. So listen, when we talk about those times for us, it's a little bit, it's okay. It's really triggering. It's triggering for Ari. It's triggering for me. <laughs> How yeah. old were you back then? 
Yeah, you're about 15, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now how old are you? 22. <laughs> so I wanted to introduce to you my daughter, Ariella Cohen. Yeah. Say hi. Say hi. Yeah. So Ariella is currently a year-ish. We don't count the years because with COVID, right, all timelines completely have discontinued. They're no longer relevant. Yeah. It's more getting through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ariella is studying at the University of Utah online anyways, since COVID started. Right. Yeah. 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 So I invited her to, to speak on um, the, 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 the role of movement in, in your in your life. You want to tell the, our audience a little bit on kind of when dance entered your life? So I've been doing competitive activities uh, since I was oh four. <laughs> I guess I forgot. It's been a long time. Um, I started with uh, competitive baton twirling, the metal stick with the needle balls on the end. Mm-hmm. It really hurts if it hits you, but that was that was really fun. It was <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I did rhythmic gymnastics, which is like regular gymnastics, but without the flipping and Imagine the circus delay contortion, but with like all these apparatus too. You get like a hoop and a ball and everything. And psycho coaches who are crazy <laughs> and sit on you when you're in a split between chairs and you know like stuff like that. Super fun. So and then I did competitive dance after that. Um, and I retired from those activities at about fourteen, I think. Yeah, fourteen. So you dabbled in fencing for a little while. Yeah. So most of the stuff I did was very competitive and uh I ended up in some abusive situations, like verbally abusive situations with the coaches. So for a long time after I retired, um it was it was hard for me to even want to move at all, especially dancing, because I was pretty traumatized after that experience. So the one thing that I've been able to consistently do in Tai Chi, which we just did. And it's because, well, it took a long time to even be able to do that, honestly. Like when you, when you get traumatized from moving, it is difficult to get back into it. But it's been kind of relearning to do movement as a healing experience. Like you talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, we were able to find a, a school that teaches Tai Chi. And that's something that there's no, there's no doing it right. Or you got to be better than people or stronger. It's really just, it's an inner cultivation and healing and stuff. And it really, it puts you right in the present. And you'd be surprised when you do this stuff internally, because it's an internal martial art. You get like sweaty just from doing the breathing stuff that we just did. Yeah. 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 So I welcome you in to come back to this recording and to do it both in seated and also in, in, in standing because sometimes the coordination of the arms and the cloud hands with the feet and the angles can, can exasperate some of us who are newer to movement. There are also many, many free Tai Chi on YouTube. So we welcome to you to explore that. I personally, because I'm so motivated by music, mm-hmm. I am 
more inclined to do Tai Chi to a, a low key song that moves to me. So you're welcome to do, to do that. Ariel has done performances where she's doing these amazing acrobatic to us, not really to her because of her level of performance in the past. Uh, tai Chi performances to music. Um, but if, if, if it's okay, Ari, can, can I just invite them, invite you to talk about the role of Tai Chi in your recovery? Yeah, so um, I've talked about a lot of the stuff that's happened and amongst the cancer treatment, um, there are a couple other things that happened and all that stuff kind of uh, held up <laughs> and had a big impact on all of us. And um, when I was about 17, that reached like a peak in me, kind of. And I've been kind of on suicide watch since I was 17 because I had some some stuff. Oh god, like a lot of stuff. <laughs> um and so I've been doing really intensive recovery since then. Like my mom said, a big motivation for me for my recovery is because I want to be around for my family and it would devastate them if I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. So movement is a way to it's a big, it's a big, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Sick of it. Um, big tool for me. Yeah. To one of the things that I had to learn in therapy was to be present and not be stuck in the past because of all the all the stuff that happened to me in the past. And when I do Tai Chi, I come right into the present. It's like a really effective. And it's the one one of the things that I've just held on to use as a tool. I try to do it every day. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. <laughs> Is it like, do you feel like this automatic? No. You wake up in the morning like, I want to do Tai Chi. No, no. <laughs> you think like as an elite athlete who did this for so long, I would be like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's just me. I just do it. But no. <laughs> It's, I think it's hard for everyone to find the motivation to do it, especially when you're going through trauma and stuff. Trauma recovery is no joke, right? Yeah, it's hard work. Like you said to me when I was first starting out, it, it's, it's hard work and it has been, but it is the most rewarding work because it's, it helps everything. Yeah. It keeps you present. It keeps you wanting to stay here in yeah. this lifetime. Yeah, it does, which is, I mean, essential if you want to do anything else. I mean, yeah. So um, could you also tell our wonderful audience is tuning in, what are the things you like to do besides fight with me about doing Tai Chi in the morning? Uh, <laughs> in terms of movement? Oh, outside of that. What else oh, do you do to... I do art, anything creative. I've done cosplay stuff, which is fun because you're just you're just building stuff. I like to make stuff out of garbage because, you know, at least you're recycling um I do some I do digital art which is really which is really fun just like creative storytelling kind of stuff is extremely fun as well I play with the cats um we foster kittens all the time and the kittens they they're really a big help if you want to stay present because if you're not present with those little things like you gotta keep them alive you know mm-hmm. and um I do besides the Tai Chi I do um boxing and Muay Thai those are those are really fun too because I mean, you also have to be present in those so you don't get dead. I mean, not like you well, get well, dead, but like <laughs> the idea well, is... Well, not in training. No, not in training. No, no. 
it's not, not like, like that. The, it's not like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, the the place I went to is surprisingly a lot healthier than the dance stuff that I did. Yes. Tell us about that. It's actually most of the people who go to, into like fighting, um, fighting exercise, I think, are people who have had trauma, and it's a very the place I went to. It's just it's a very welcoming space. People like get it. They're just there to to work out and feel good you know yeah yeah and yeah. feel strong because when you when you feel strong you feel safe and that's really important keeps you present too yeah it does yeah what, it what's does. that place called again she used to go before covid yeah i'd like to go back soon but what is we'll it see. called again ultimate combat training center in Utah. yeah shout out to ultimate on that they were amazing yeah. Amazing, amazing, sweet bunch of people. At least the ones you trained with. Yeah, the teachers are awesome. Yeah, that I trained with. yeah. And you and and Ariella shared with me. She loved the the positive feedback because a lot of the people who went to train weren't weren't the the Western, you know, the Western bodies. Not that there's anything wrong, right, with being fit and thin. However, for those of us more regular people. <laughs> yeah normal size people. yeah yeah um it, it was really amazing because yeah, you got it's to see good. strong women yeah know, it's look like you positive yeah I got to see people who look like me and who I could look up to yeah because yeah. in my sports training it was very much oh you got to be this weight and it was it was extremely unhealthy so it's really good feeling stuff in that regard I think that the biggest thing is the movement I'm going towards I have to look at it in terms of my health and feeling it's not too, I mean, attaining great physical prowess can be really fun. But the main focus for me now has to be what do I enjoy and what is good for my body and like what makes me feel good, you know? Because otherwise I'm not going to want to do it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 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 So um, I wanted to also take this time out to. To share with you all that, you know, it is incredibly hard for our youth now during these times, you know, you're supposed to be out exploring the world. And many of our, our college students and younger kids are stuck at home if you're trying to be safe with the COVID precautions. Yeah. And it feels like part of your lives is still in the way. Right. Yeah. Right. And I miss being on campus and stuff. I wasn't, I'm not a social person, so it's not like I miss the people, but I do miss like being outside. I miss the nature. <laughs> well, you, you miss your independence. Yeah. I was taking the bus to go to school. I miss being able to do that and stuff. And let's understand something. Um, Ari came from a homeschooled, homeschooled life right? Yeah. Where she never really liked people to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't understand kids her age the first year of, uh, of college, right? Because, um, she was like, why are they taking selfies during lecture? Like what? Yeah. We're in class. You're taking a selfie to post on Instagram. Why? (laughs) Right. And and then, and then, and then Ari was like, mom, my classmate, she, uh, she swore when she was talking to the teacher. She used to, was it was an F bomb or something. Yeah, well, they they do they do everything. Yeah, yeah. Not, not disparaging teacher student relationships where that is allowed. Yes, um, we just you know she was raised old school, old school homeschool with me. The Asian with way. The Asian way. <laughs> no, be polite. Let's clarify though, right? I didn't tiger mom you. 
No, that's true. Only with safety. Only with safety. Yep. Yeah. You, they tag them on themselves now yeah. in college. I don't have to do my, nothing. Me and my bro. We're just like, <laughs> I didn't get an A plus. <laughs> I got an A minus. <laughs> and I'm like, did you learn anything in the class? And you're like, yeah. Then. I'm like, yeah. It's fine then. And yeah. we're like, but. <laughs> yeah. I that's my, that's my reality. What I deal with behind the stage, um, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do a lot. Um, but I do, I wanted to, I wanted to just talk and acknowledge, right? That during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, it's not just a person going through the treatment. Behind them are their family and friends, especially their close family that they have, yeah, who also um, need the, they need the the acknowledgement of how much support it takes to help the person going through the treatment or uh, the bereavement if the treatment is not successful or they choose not to continue with it, right? Um, I would just ask you during October um, to see the joy and celebrate it with us, but also to uh, continue to be our support system, allow us to dump out to you. And if you need to, you know, vent about it, go to other people outside of the person you're trying to support, if that makes sense. We're going to close out with some 4-4 four, four breathing. Breathe in the nose. One, two, three, four. Exhale out the nose. Four, three, two, one. Feel all your five senses right now in the nose. One, two, three, four. And exhale. Four, three, two, one. Feel all your five senses right now. Stay safe. Stay present. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Dance to Heal with Jenny C. Cohen. Come back next time to hear stories of recovery through movement and learn more ways that you can move your body. To work with me and continue your journey, visit OutsideInRecovery.com. Are you ready to move?